I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
come on, I know you know this song. You are the risen King. Come on, say, and you're seated in majesty. Come on and say, you are the risen King. By His stripes, we are healed. By His helpless hands, we're free. By His blood, we're washed clean. Now we have the victory. And the power, and the power of sin is broken. Jesus overcame it all. Oh, say He has won.
whole house sing. Let the whole house sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. You have won it all for me. Come on, open your mouth and say, Death could not hold you. Say you are the reason. Come on, just lift your hands right there. He's the only risen king. And he's seated in majesty. Come on, say you are the reason. I'm trying to let this thing go, y'all, but death could not hold. Open your mouth and say, You are the reason. reason And he's seated in in majesty. I'm going to leave it alone. Come on and open your mouth right there. Come on and open your mouth right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has won the victory. And death could not hold him down. I said death could not hold him down. He is the risen king. So we sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
to receive glory, honor, adoration. He is worthy. El Shaddai, the big-breasted one. El Roy, El Elion, the most high God, Jehovah Jireh, the one who will provide. Jehovah M. Kadesh, Jehovah Sinkadu, God's righteousness, He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Get the Lord a hand clap. Get the Lord a hand clap. Get the Lord a hand clap. Praise you. You may be seated. Scripture, scripture. Scripture today is found in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 1. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who have also given unto us his Holy Spirit. morning. Our second reading will be coming from Psalm 67. Psalm 67, starting at the first verse. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise the Lord. O God, let us, let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy 
but thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Shelah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, that I might, our feet might be in the place where we give you the glory. We thank you for another day, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for salvation, how you saved us, O oh Lord. We thank you that you went to the cross to be delivered to death, that we might be saved. Lord, we ask your blessings today upon this congregation. We ask your blessings upon the word that comes from our leader, from our pastor. God, that men might hear what thus saith the Lord. That somebody might hear and be redeemed. Lord, we'll give you the honor and the glory for all that you do. Even as you bless our marriages, as you bless our homes and our children. God, be with us and keep us. We thank you, O Lord, for all that you are and all that you will do. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody need to call on the name of Jesus this week? Anybody needed Jesus to say, peace be still to your storm? Let's bless his name this morning. Hallelujah.
name of Jesus. Power, power, power. Hallelujah. Power. Power. Wonder shaking power. Power to heal. Power to help. Power. Hallelujah. In the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I, I received a call last night that Sister Darling Walker's husband went home to be with the Lord. We're going to pray for her, for comfort and strength. He's out of pain. He's in glory. And I know a lot of you, a lot of all of us have loved, lost loved ones. And we want to just trust Jesus. They're in a better place. They're shouting for joy. Can I get a witness? They couldn't come. They wouldn't come back here if they could. They're shouting for joy. And you be encouraged. There's healing in his wings. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Healing. Healing. Now, I'm going to get through this as uh, soon as possible so I can get to my teaching. Uh, I called for a special meeting Tuesday of several of our leaders. And uh, um, we laid out some specific plans. Pastor was a little hard because... Uh, Leaders have to be ready. They have to be in order. They have to follow the pastor. Those are leaders. Amen. And uh, so we want to make sure that we're not a club. And I got concerned about club members. Uh, so we want to rebuild the walls and worship of this ministry in the will of God. And uh, so uh, that was Tuesday. I want to thank all of them for coming out. Great people, great people, great, great leaders. We're going to get there. And, uh, and then uh, I stayed here all day Tuesday in a budget meeting with the CFO and the chief of staff and we it was a great great budget meeting and went over all the finances for the third and fourth quarter and then the coming year 2024 and the church is in great order amen so get the Lord a hand clap for that and uh, very very happy uh, during the course of those budget meetings because we're making some changes to the budget. You'll hear it at church meeting and whatnot. And uh, we're thankful again. Let me, let me say this to you about 
leaders. The leaders need to understand the boundaries and the blessings. Amen. And, and if you're a leader, you're leading other people. And you can't be passive. You can you cannot just be a nice person. You no, I'm serious. You gotta lead. And uh or else you can disrupt order. Amen. And leaders have to confront to make sure that things are in order. Amen. I'm I'm really a I'm really a nice guy. I'm, I'm really no, I'm I'm nice. I keep telling Sister Gordon, and I'm kind. Until you get on the wrong side, you know, ain't fooling with that. Then uh then you do what you gotta do, amen? But fact of the matter is, when you're leading thousands, you cannot please everybody. Amen. You just cannot shrink up with a title that you're not living out. And it's my job to put in place boundaries. Because what's happening in society, and I, and I, said, it, I said it Tuesday, they're passing all kinds of laws and rules that uh, you can, uh, hmm, you know, neutral bathrooms and uh, people don't know their sex and, and you know, we, you know, we living in a bunch of mess and whether you agree with it or not, you know, the fact of the matter is the word of God is without mistake. Amen. The word of God is without accident and, uh, you just can't go along with everything. It'll compromise our ethics. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. You'll get that on the way home. God bless you. And uh, so uh, will, you, will you please God or will you please man? That's what you got to look at. Can I get a witness? And so we, we, uh, we just want to encourage you in the Lord and the power of his might. And I want to thank God. I like all these ministers. Will you stand? Will you guys stand? Let's give the Lord a hand clap for him. Amen. Amen. Thank God for him. Uh, praise God. Thank you again. And uh, let's give our choir a hand clap. Doing a great job. Christian, thank you. Uh, now give yourself a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Truly, God is an awesome God. Amen? Amen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I laugh in the book of Galatians, Peter, Paul confronted Peter and said, you are the reason for this confusion. He rebuked him openly. And both of them were apostles. You know, both of them were called by God, but he rebuked him openly because he said, Peter, when you were the Jews, you eat kosher meat. But when you were the Gentiles, you eat ribs. And, and folk don't know where you're coming from. So you, you know, you got everybody in disarray. Amen? That's a gift of exhortation. We'll get on it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we are thankful again to the Lord uh, from whom all blessings flow. And uh, truly God is an awesome, awesome God. The church is doing real well. Finances are in order. 
Uh, when I say in order, don't stop tithing or they'll be out of order. Amen. And we want you to be encouraged in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen to me. And then I'm moving on. You want to be under a strong leader in these last days. Amen. 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 You want to be under a strong leader, okay? Uh, the money's fine. I don't mess with the money. I ain't messing with nothing else. So you just uh, let the Lord be the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm getting calls from a lot of pastors who watch us because everybody's looking for, uh, you know, some kind of uh, leader. These churches in disarray, man. They in disarray. And uh, uh, for the people that are staying home, we pray for them. We need to come back. That's the will of God. Amen. And uh, if you're staying at home and tithing, that's great. But you need to be here. You cannot glean from the fellowship from your couch. Can I get a witness? We worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, so we, we're going to move on. The Lord is good. And uh, all things, keep, keep your past in prayer. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Keep your past in prayer. And, and uh, God is just so good. I'm going to ask before we take up the offering. Brother Gray, come on up. Brother Gray is in charge of our veterans affairs as well as our mighty men. Let's, let's get a Lord a hand clap for him. Great, great servant, great, great man of God. All right, brother. Morning, St. Matthews. Morning. First giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and honor my pastor, Pastor Gordon. I'm uh, also um, acknowledging my wife um, of 52 years for her love and support. Um, I come before you this morning um, with two ministries. One is the uh, Veterans Ministry, uh, which has been... Um, our ministry here at St. Matthew's for a number of years. Um, we meet on the first Sunday um, of every month, and there's uh, people I want to acknowledge, like uh, um, Deacon Hilton, uh, Deacon uh, Smith, who support the ministry. Uh, the ministry um, really is functions as like education for our members. You don't have to be a member to attend the ministry. However, um, there's things that happen every month that we're aware of that we want to share. And there's different things like, uh, just for an example, um, the, the 30th of this month, the VA extended the date for Gulf War and Persian veterans to get free health care. So they extended it to September 30th. Philadelphia VA, go to have people there, you sign up and get your health care. There's expos that's happening October 6th. Um, there's... Uh, just a number of things that are happening that we share when we meet with the veterans. At the, at the same time, that really touches, I feel like a lot of people have veterans, have 
have spouses, have members in their family that were veterans. I'll close with saying this. Um, a lot of Vietnam vets have a number of disabilities that are what we call presumptive. Automatically you get them. A number of veterans have hypertension. Denied, 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 denied. A few months ago, the VA passed that if you're a Vietnam vet that you, and you have hypertension, that they're going to pay you. Now, that's, a, that's, a, that's almost a hidden secret, but all you have to do if you're a veteran is file the claim, and, and we want to help you do that. Um, the other thing is, if you're a veteran, you need to get your DD-214 and know where it is. God forbid something happens, we see it every day. The family doesn't have it, they want a military funeral. If you don't have it, then get in touch with the church, and we have a form to help you get that DD-214. Okay? If, if I can move, the next ministry is the Mighty Men's Ministry. Now, Mighty Men's Ministry, under the direction of Pastor Gordon over 30 years ago, he created the Mighty Men's Ministry. The Mighty Men's Ministry um, was designed for men to come together in unity and fellowship. Pastor wanted a place where men can come, close the door, and move to the issues of their heart and talk about them. It's not a counseling ministry. It's not a teaching ministry. It's a heart ministry. If I could take this morning, we had about 10 or 12 guys there. If I could take this morning's session, 8 to 8.45, and not show you the video and let you listen to the music, you would understand the ministry. Guys come, they share, they talk about issues. The, the book that we're in right now is so you want to be more like Christ. Now, if I talk about quickly, the mission of the men's ministry, mature men in Christ, prepare men to become responsible pastors in their homes, free men of damaging enslavement, and prepare, prepare men to serve in their local church. When pastor designed it, there was three prompts. It was the Wednesday night Bible study. It was the men's breakfast, second Saturday of every month. It all culminated at the men's retreat. So the men went in union fellowship, buses, hundreds of men. Now, we're working on the men. You see the advertisement for the men's retreat. You need to, you need to get the information. You just sign up for the men's retreat. So Pastor and Deacon Armstead know the seriousness of the men and, and they want to go. I, I invite you to come out on Sunday, 8 to 8.45, to fellowship with us on our journey. The objectives provide an atmosphere which men will allow men to change their behavior through personal contact with the word of God, our foundation, okay? Provide tools for men to become transparent, allowing them to become accountable. Provide a form for men to become transparent that will able, enable them to deal with their issues from a biblical standpoint. Provide a diverse subject matter in order to build holistic men. As I close, when you, you, we heard the pastor, we talk about the mighty men. We are Pastor Gordon's mighty men, right? We are Pastor Gordon's mighty men. We need to prepare ourselves to be that. We need to study. We need to learn. We need to connect and, and, and worship 
our Lord and Savior, so that we can support our pastor. This ministry, like a lot of ministries that our pastor developed, are for us as men. I encourage you to come out, fellowship with us, and learn. The book that we're in now is So You Want to Be More Like Christ by Charles Swindell. I'm, I'm closing. I will give you a couple of the topics that we're talking about. Deepening our lives, uncluttering our minds, releasing our grip, calling out, holding back. As men and boys, we grow up, we're taught, handle your business, don't let them see you sweat, be a man, don't be a punk. That's what we're taught. So here we are as men, all of us got stuff going on in our lives that we're trying to deal with personally because the suit looks nice, the bling bling, shine shoes, we're on a wreck on the inside. So I, I invite you to come out with us. Come out with us so that we can learn, grow together, pray for one another, and support our pastor and our church. Amen? Love you, man. Love you, man. All right, Brother Gray, great job. And if I go over 1030, they're coming after you. Praise the Lord. We, uh, great, great job. Let's give the Lord a, a hand clap. Praise the Lord. And uh, praise God. That's, a, that's another benefit I get, hypertension, huh? Good. Praise the Lord. And uh, the Lord is good. Okay, Brother Jarvis, where are you, man? He's in charge of our outreach. He does a great, great job. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good man. Love you too, boy. Appreciate you. Good morning, St. Matthews. Let's give the Lord a clap. Lord Jesus Christ, a hand clap. Give an honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our pastor, Dr. Raymond Gordon. Um, awesome pastor. You know he loves outreach. He loves evangelism. Um, I'm here to give a report. Um, as of um, 2023, Pastor gave us um, permission to go back out again. Um, we start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just want to call out a few names. I'll be real quick, and I'm out of here. Um, Jerome Davis, um, Juanita um, Lawrence, um, brother and sister Brooks, um, Deaconess Shirley Smith, the Deacon John Lambert, and brother Richard Brown. Those are the faithful people who came out um, just about every Saturday since July to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in our community. <clears throat> and I also want to shout out that most of the time when we go out, there's only three of us. But look, look, look at all you. There's only three of us. And two of the people that come out, um, um, Juanita and um, Jerome, they live in Camden but they come out here to evangelize our community. Yeah. And look, yeah. where were you? Where were you? Every Saturday, we meet at the CDC at 10 a.m. We sit around here, we talk about we love Jesus, and, you know, we got his back, and, but where are you? But just to get a report, you know, Bill being the pastor, um, even though it's been on an average three of us going out, 
Um, we've been going out, like I said, since July. Um, we, at this point in time, we evangelize at, uh, average, almost 500 homes. <clears throat> and that's, that's just 10 Saturdays, really. We missed one Saturday. That's just 10 Saturdays that we've been going out. And in the 10 Saturdays we've been going out, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we allow, we, God, God allow us to witness and to lead 34 people to our Savior. And the thing is, God can use you too. We need you. It's not about being a Bible scholar. It's about being obedient. It's just that simple. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says go. Our vision is to go. CDC, 10 o'clock Saturdays. Thank you. We got some workers in the house, don't we? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I appreciate Brother Gray, Brother Jarvis so much. Thank you for working in the vineyard. The Lord is going to bless you. Amen. Now it's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God-given no matter how you try. On the first day of the week, 1 Corinthians 16, 1, 2, lay aside. As you have prospered. Amen. And the tithe is a tenth. Give God his first. And he'll make the other nine tenths go further than the ten tenths. Can I get a witness? Isn't he faithful? And God doesn't always give back in money. Your children may need healing. Your marriage may need help. Can I get a witness? Yeah. You, you may have a need. That only God can meet. But when you're faithful to him, give and it'll be given back to you. Press down and running over. Can I get a witness? Amen. As they come for the offering, our choir will sing and then we'll have a word. Church, amen.
Lord at all times. Praise the Lord. Let us all stand for all for toy. All things come of thee, O Lord. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own, as we give of thee. Amen. Amen. May be seated. Praise the name of Jesus. If you have your Bibles, open them up. Yeah, what is that? We're in First Corinthians twelve to fourteen, and uh, who was read in your hearing from Psalm sixty-seven is. Letting God. There are three great graces from our Lord for the people of God. Our calling, our connection, and our commitment. Our calling our connection, and our commitment. Our calling is that we are saved at salvation by calling. We're not saved because we decided to come to the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Salvation is by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And that faith is God's deposit into your soul. It is kaleo, a calling that cannot be retreated. It is a calling you had nothing to do with. We're saved by calling. When God calls you, how God calls you, and even why God calls you, that's his business. Can I get a witness? But we're saved by calling, salvation. And it's that faith, saving faith, not keeping faith, not sustaining faith, not sufficient faith, but saving faith. Our calling is by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Jesus did all the work. Amen. So when people tell you you can lose your salvation, they are out of their military mind. Because you didn't work for it. You can't lose something you don't have. Your salvation is reserved in heaven. Can I get a witness? And uh, so, so one of the things that uh, is our calling, our calling, our calling. 
Secondly, our connection is not faith, it's fruitfulness. It has to do with sanctification, John 15. And what's needed is a strong connection and a cleansing. We don't bear fruit because we ain't clean. We don't bear fruit because, as Brother Jarvis said, we're comfortable in Zion. That this connection to the true vine, there are other vines, but there's only one true vine. The connection to the true vine will bear fruit. You don't make fruit, you bear fruit. You bear fruit as you are connected to the sap that's in the vine. And when your grapes are dragging the ground, God the Holy Spirit pulls you up out of the ground. Strong connection and cleansing. And by the way, when you look at John 15, your prayers being answered has something to do with you being cleansed. Yeah. You don't have to work for salvation, but you got to work for sanctification. He does with our calling, our connection, and then our commitments. Our commitments, Lord have mercy, is our ability to have spiritual fortitude, fight, to have a fight against conflict, a fight of confidence, a fight of continuance. Can I get a witness? That, that's where the blessing comes. When, you, when you, you, you can't be faithful unless God puts something in the way for you not to be faithful. There's always an obstruction that you got to hurdle over. There's always something you got to overcome. Can I get a witness? And, and I want to go back to, to Leroy. Leroy does a lot of fishing. Instead of bringing all them fishing home, fishes home and giving them out, teach people how to fish, let them fish for themselves. Then you don't have to be their continual giver. Oh, Lord, this, this one's tight. Can I get a witness? We've been dealing with this matter of the Holy Spirit who... Amen. He, he's sovereign. He's God. He guides. He, he guards truth. He glorifies Jesus Christ. He grows us up. Isn't that right? And, 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 and when we look at the blessed Holy Spirit, and he is the blessed Holy Spirit. He is the superintendent of the church age, Acts 2, to, uh, Revelation 4. He's in charge. Jesus said, it's expedient I go away. If I go not away, the comforter, the counselor will not come. He's in charge. Can I get a witness? And, and if you saved, he will convict you. He will convert you. Can I get a witness? Yeah, he will chasten you. Amen. And, and so the whole thing is that as we look at the work of the Holy Spirit, what we see in the Godhead, listen to pastor, we see sovereignty Amen. We see unity, but we see diversity. Here's 
where we're going this morning with teaching on spiritual gifts, which are an endowment and enablement only through the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? Every saint has at least one spiritual gift. Amen? Gifts are not talents. Now, 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 I'm going to lose some of y'all. Talents is what you got in your first birth. Speed. Maybe you can run fast. Amen. That's a natural talent. Singing is a natural talent. There are a lot of people that can sing that's going to hell. There ain't no gift. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 when you begin to look at talents, amen, that's one thing, but gifts are spiritual endowments of the Holy Spirit. God gives us the gifts, and we have broken down these gifts into three facets, speaking gifts, serving gifts, and sign gifts, probably 18 and 19 gifts. And so one of the things, why are you sitting on your gift? We're gifted. We're gifted. And all of the gifts may not come to you uh, right away. God is sovereign, even in disclosure. But we have gifts, and the gift is for the body of Christ. Can I get a witness? We're gifted to help promote, to help, amen, protect somebody else in Christ. If you got a need to be up front all the time, the only one being heard, that ain't no sharing no gifts. You ought to be developing somebody to take your place. You ought to be developing somebody to, amen, to move in and do some of the things you're doing. Can I get a witness? Oh, Lord, this thing is deep. So what, so what Paul does, and this is Pauline, 13 epistles, Paul deals with gifts in Romans 4, Romans, uh, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Paul deals with these spiritual endowments, endowments. And, 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 and he deals with this matter of speaking gifts, gifts that are spoken. Are y'all with me? So the first one is apostleship. Let me stop Paul's apart. There are no apostles today. I'm sick. I'm sick of these folk. My name is Apostle Gordon. You a liar. You ain't no apostle. An apostle had to be an eyewitness of Jesus. That means you saw him. And he commissioned you. And only some of the disciples were apostles. John, Peter, Paul. Paul came late, James, apostles. The apostleship, people came late and said it's planting churches. Well, the gift of apostleship is no longer in use. There are no apostles. Be careful with these titles. So when any pastor calls himself an apostle, he's a liar from the pit. There are no apostles. The second speaking gift is pastor, teacher, stop, pause, and park. The pastor is an office. It's a dual gift. 
Pastor is an office. Now, let me stop. Don't get mad with the mailman. There's only two offices in the church, 1 Timothy 3. I'm giving you scripture. Pastor and deacon. No trustees, no stewards, nothing else. The pastor is the angel of the house to the pastor of the church at Ephesus, pastor of the church at Pergamon, pastor of the church of Thyatira, pastor of the church of Philadelphia, pastor of the church of Smyrna, pastor, pastor. He's the overseer. He's the, he's the under-shepherd of the flock. He's in charge. There's no dual office here. He's, the pastor is in charge. And the pastor, which is in office, he oversees that branch of Zion, that flock, and he gives the vision, and he deals with the growth, and he deals with this, and he deals with that. Amen. And he has others assisting him, Maybe elders and deacons, they assist him. But uh, uh, this overseer, this angel of the house, is God's appointed person. Now, let me stop. God, the gifts are in the neuter in the Greek, meaning men or women can have them, but not the officers. I just love teeing y'all off. This ain't about sexual equality. From creation, I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man. Eve was deceived, not Adam. Adam sinned willfully. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that this office of pastor, a pastor must be a teacher, but a teacher is not necessarily a pastor. Are, you, are, y'all, are y'all with pastor? Go, go, go read First Timothy 6, go read First Timothy, go read Second Timothy, go read Titus, go home and read those books. The office of pastor, amen, is male. Now, folk have argued with me. Folk have left the church thinking I was a heathen. And I am. But I'm giving you the word. And your favorite deacon and your favorite minister is a chump because they don't want to speak truth. They might, they might make you angry with them. That's why Paul told the, the, wife, the young wives, go home and talk, ask your husband. And if you're not married, then the pastor is your instructor. Go home and ask your husband. But well, he ain't come home last night. Well, wait till he come. And and then go on and ask him what what he got to say. Uh, 
Boy, they leaving already, huh? <laughs> Pastor teacher, a teacher is one who can collect facts of truth and present them in a logical way. Got some great teachers in this church. Thank God for the teacher. Mm. The gift of exhortation is a little involved. The word exhortation means to build up, but it means to build up by wisdom, the word, or rebuke. The gift of exhortation to get with you. Baby, I don't even know harm, but go home and read this because you're out of order. God, God wants us to, in love, utilize all these gifts. Amen? The gift of prophecy was foundational, meaning during the writing of the canon, during the writing of the Bible, God allowed people in Acts to prophesy. That's, that means they would get up and truth would come, water up, and they would give it out. Amen. But prophecy and knowledge will cease. Once the word was completed, when I was a child, thought as a child, understood as a child, but when I became a man, spiritual maturity, I put away childish things. And, and so prophecy was a foundational, ongoing, continuous, and you got to understand the church of Corinth was carnal. So they, they would take these gifts and they would manipulate them. And some people think the gifts that are always out front are the most important. No, they're not. That quiet person sitting in the back could have a greater gift than you. Greater from the perspective, they don't need all the attention. They don't need hand claps. They don't need people coming to you congratulating you. They don't need that. And Paul uses this in the context of the body by saying that there are, uh, can the hand say, to the ear, I don't need you. Can the foot say then I don't need you? No. But what about the kidneys, the liver, and the heart? You can't see them, but you can't live without them. Can I get a witness? There, there are some real gifts from the Holy Spirit that God has endowed us with. And, and so he deals with these speaking gifts. And uh, I thank God for my Sunday school teachers. They did a great job. Got their Sunday school book. Boy, they was teaching. And it didn't, it didn't dawn on me at the time I was in Sunday school, but God used it along with my parents, along with the fact that I was in church years later to be instrumental in calling me. Bring up a child the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart. We've had thousands come through here, and, and I, I have people uh, texting me, emailing me, saying, Pastor, uh, remember this message from 25 years ago? I'll never forget it. Well, I have. <laughs> fact, fact of the matter is, is that the, the speaking gifts are gifts that are used 
by mouth, spoken. Um, and, then, and then I'll come back and go over some others. Then there are serving gifts. Giving, faith, Lord have mercy. Amen. And, and there are other gifts. Singing on a choir is a serving gift. Can I get a witness? Diagonas, being a deacon, is a serving gift. Yeah, yeah. We, we, got, we got all these serving gifts, and these serving gifts are to serve the body of Christ. Brother Gray, that's a serving gift. Another speaking gift is evangelism. Brother Arnold, one who evangelizes. You say, well, and, 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 and you got women evangelists. They do a great job. But keep it in that context. That's not an office. That's a gift. Soliciting souls for Christ. And, and, and so when we look at this breakdown, and I'll get back to this, of speaking gifts and serving gifts. Prayer is a serving gift. Pray for Stacey Johnson. Yeah, prayer is a serving gift. Amen. And, 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 and a lot of the things, ushering is a serving gift. Cooking in a kitchen is a serving gift. Ain't nobody gifted to cook. You learn how to cook. But, but the fact of the matter is, anything you do for Christ, amen, is, a, is done through the advent of a gift. This is a gift to the body of Christ. Love, faith, giving, praying, doing, motivating, encouraging, assuring. Amen. That, that when we look at these serving gifts, and, and some of us have more than one gift. We have some tremendous teachers in, in this church. We have some tremendous servers in this church. They don't need their name called. They're serving the Lord. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You got to ask motive-wise why you do what you do. And you'd be surprised. Some people do stuff just for attention. Or they got a low self-esteem. They don't like themselves. They need that pat on the back. They need somebody to encourage them every Sunday. And when that motive is out whack, sooner or later, it's going to come to fruition. I, 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 I have preached to thousands. I have preached to 10 and my preaching don't change whether it's 5 or 5,000 it doesn't change because I'm preaching for Jesus and, and so God will allow somebody else to amen confirm your gift I was, I was sharing when I first got saved and God knows I uh, was out in the street doing a lot of stuff. I got saved, and I started going to prayer meeting on 
Wednesday night at a church in South Philly, and I found out I was the only one in there under 70. And, and one of the mothers of the church, they would sing, and they would open the scripture, and they would give testimonies, and they would teach. And I'll never forget this. One of the uh, mothers of the church said, now, Raymond, when they will not be my grandmother. Raymond, when, when it's time to teach, I want you to come on up here because the women shouldn't teach over men. Do you know she helped me to recognize my gift? And I'm up there struggling in the word. Well, I, I don't, we'll help you. We'll help you out. And it was from that situation that the Lord put on my heart to go to Bible college. But it took somebody in the congregation to recognize that I had teaching ability. This thing is tight. And, 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 and so, so, so the whole thing is that uh, uh, you, you, you have your speaking, your serving, and then your sign gives. And here's where all the noise comes from. The sign gifts is are miracles, yeah, tongues, and the word tongue is in the italics, meaning it's slanted in your Bible. Miracle teaching tongues and healings. Why are these sign gifts so problematic? Because signs will cease. Tongues will cease. God no longer gave everybody the ability to do miracles. Miracles was authenticating that Jesus was Lord. Do I have a witness? Knowledge shall vanish away. Tongues will cease. They, they were gifts that at one time existed, but now was no longer needed by the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? Well, I don't believe that. I believe that. Well, you can believe what you want to believe. In fact, when we get to tongues, glossolalia is a language, but when we get to the utterance, of uh, inspirational tongues, they were not even allowed to be spoken in public without an interpreter. Are you, are you all with me? So people want to bring attention to themselves, and and the thing is, is that and we we don't we don't hit them over the head or anything like that. I'm giving you truth. After 1 Corinthians, there's 20 books to Revelation. No more mention of tongues. No more mention of miracles and healings. They ceased. God was sovereign in who he healed. Do I have a witness? God was sovereign in what he did in your life. Do I have a witness? Yeah, I'm talking about calling, connection, and commitment. That when we look at, and we got to come back to this, God, the, God, the Holy Spirit, 
dealt with, listen to pastor, sovereignty of the Godhead and then unity of the body. We're unified. We are interconnected to one another. But we are also diversified. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm glad you asked. You look at the ant colony. I always use this illustration. There's only one queen at a time. They don't play that multi-queen stuff. Or you, or you waiting to become queen. They, they ain't fun with that. You got the soldier who fights. You got the drone. You, you, you got, amen, you got the worker. All of these are different ants who are diversified in their functions. But they're all doing good for the colony. They're doing good for the colony. They go out, they get food, they come back, they store the food. Do I have a witness? When, when, when another class of ants come, the soldiers get up to fight. Do I have a witness? Everybody, listen, they're running by one another, understanding their calling. And they have order, but they have diversity. Yeah. So what Paul does, Paul helps us to understand that all of us are gifted. And if you sit on your gift and don't use it, you're going to lose it. Your blessings are predicated on your workings. Your rewards in heaven are predicated on you being faithful. And, and, and the logical question that should come out this morning is, okay, what is my gift? Now, you got, you got the gift of ruling. And some of these are interchangeable. God does not gift everybody to rule. Mm. Or administration. Or management. Thank you, Jesus. We like to think we can do it all. And we can't. The gift of wisdom is connected with counseling. Yeah. Doesn't mean every counselor is wise. But the gift of counseling has to do with particular insights that only God can give. Do I have a witness? It's the gift of uh, counseling. You want somebody with that gift and with some kind of accomplishment where they can ask the right questions. Thank you, Jesus. That when you, when you look at all of these gifts, some of them are interchangeable, some of them are not. We, we think there's like 18 or 19 spiritual gifts, uh, the, the speaking gifts, the the serving gifts and then the sign gifts are no longer in place. People say, well, how can you say that? Who do you think you are? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's leave church and go to a graveyard. And let's get two folding chairs and I'm going to sit there 
and you sit there and you do all you want to do. Yeah, you know the car, my Honda. You want to speak in tones? My Honda, my Honda, my Honda. <laughs> Going to do all you want to do. And if somebody come up from the grave, I'll worship you. Them days is over. You cannot do a miracle. You say, well, God is evil. Yeah, we know that. But God is also sovereign and God is ordered by his word. God is not doing everything you think he ought to do. Or else he should go through Washington and just kill everybody. The fact of the matter is, you are not going down to Atlantic City and make the waters heap up like the Red Sea. You can't do it. Jesus, wait a minute, the Lord is speaking to me. No, he's not. You don't even read your Bible. God speaks through his word first. Then when he can't get your attention in the word, he speaks through circumstances. This is a rebellious time. This is a rebellious world. We have problems with authority. He, he puts his pants on the same way I do. Why should I listen to him? No reverence for one another or the Lord. Because we don't read our Bibles. God gave Moses a gift to build that tabernacle. That thing was intricate. Exodus 25 to 32. It was was a lot of details. God gave Solomon wisdom. When the lady rolled over and killed her baby and then claimed that the other other woman's baby was hers, Solomon said, give me a sword. Let's cut the baby in half. And, 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 And the real mother said, don't cut it in half. Solomon said, this is your child. That's wisdom. Can I get a witness? Jesus had the sevenfold gifts of wisdom. Lord have mercy. Isaiah 11. Jesus had it all. When he was talking to a woman at the well, he sent the disciples into the city to get meat because he knew they would blow his witness. Brother Jarvis, you know folk will blow your witness. Don't go out here and brag about St. Matthew. Brag about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus got into this long discussion with the woman at the well. You, you know the story. And the woman said, uh, uh, are you greater than our father, Jacob, who gave us this well? And Jesus kept going back and forth with her. And you, you know, you know, you know the story. And the woman, the woman said, I perceive you are a prophet, da, 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 da. And then out of nowhere, Jesus said, go call your husband. And the woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you've had five husbands. And the one you with now 
You're working on a six. And the woman said, I perceive you are a prophet. I guess if somebody sat there and told you how many people you was backed up in. She ran to the city and said, come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this the Christ. You are gifted by the Holy Ghost. So why do we have to beg for money? Some people ain't got the gift of giving. We had a couple give us $6,000 last week. Why? Why do we have to beg for you to tithe? No answer. Why do we have to beg for volunteers? Don't answer. Why can't we be more loving? Don't answer. Some of us so cranky that cranky would rebuke you. Some you you can't you can't take a joke. You're serious about everything you shouldn't be serious about, and then what you are serious about, you shouldn't be serious about it. Can I get a witness? In the last days, Timothy said, they will abstain from marriage and meat. Why those two? Because man has made himself an object of worship. Object of worship. I don't want no wife, it'll never last. I don't want no husband, never last. You're looking for something that doesn't agree with the word of God. It's tight, but it's right. Hmm. And everybody you marry got a history. And histories are hidden. Baby, where did you come from? Well, here we go. What relationship did you have with your daddy? Oh, fine. Really? He was in jail most of your life? Don't get me started up here. Thank you, Jesus. We do the great cover-up to protect what we deem is right. I have the gift of evangelism. I have the gift of pastor-teacher. I have the gift of ruling, management, administration. These are gifts. Gift of exhortation. I have, I have gifts. I'm multi-gifted. And see, here's what people don't understand. Well, how can Gordon start off with 100 people and it gets to 13,000? Because when I'm preaching with the pastor-teacher gift, the gift of evangelism is kicking in. Oh, Lord. The, the gifts are kicking in. 
And the gifts are producing something. Lord have mercy. Well, my pastor Charles Walker used to preach, and I would sit in the pulpit and just, I would lose it. I would throw the Bible in the air. I couldn't take it. Couldn't take it. Couldn't, I, I just couldn't take it. He was such a prolific preacher. Grew up in Chicago, was in the military, pastored at 19th Street for years. But I ain't never heard nobody preach like that. New Year's Eve, preachers from all over the city would come to 19th Street. I, I, I've never heard a gift on that magnitude. So one day he was preaching. I'm coming. I'm getting ready to go. One, one day he was preaching, and he, he was talking about the cross. And he said, when Jesus was on the cross, and, and, and the church was packed, we said, yeah. Everybody stand on their feet, yeah. He said, the angels ran over to the Father and said, let us go down and help him. They pulled their swords. And he said, get back to your tables. He can handle the situation. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm shaking. The preaching is prolific. And, and he, he kept on preaching. He said when he was on that cross, amen, and finally he died. And when he died, the sun stopped shining and the earth started reeling and rocking and the Roman, and he kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. But see where I lost it, I lost it when he said, amen, that the angels had all their swords drawn, ready to come back, and the church was shouting. So as a Bible student, Sister Arnold, I said, now where is this in the Bible? <laughs> and I, I couldn't find it in the Bible, but I shouted anyhow. And there's some things that's not in the Bible that you'll find yourself shouting anyhow. He's a doctor in a sick room. He's a lawyer in a courtroom. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you understand this thing of your calling and your connection, when you understand this thing of your commitment, God didn't tell you you would have some tough days. Yeah. Weeping may endure for a night. Hell going to break out on the home front. Health in your body going to go awry. Depression going to set in. Children going to go wayward. But I dare you to fight through your conflict. Can I get a witness? I dare you to call on the name of Jesus. He may not come when you want him, but always right on time. In here and on time, God. Anywhere the doctors gave you up, but Jesus got the last say so. Can I get a witness? Can't the Lord pull you up? Can't the Lord put running in your feet, clapping in your hands? Joy in your soul. Won't it give you confidence? 
over the conflict I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my boast is in the Lord can I get a witness God is able isn't he able able to keep you think about how much he kept you think about how much he snatched you think about how much he blessed you think 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 about how much in spite of you and in spite of me he glorified himself can I get a witness the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever let the redeemed of the Lord say so stand on your feet our calling salvation our connection sanctification cleansing our commitment being still and knowing that he is God if there's somebody that want to give their life to Jesus Christ this morning just raise your hand love to have you you want to know that you know that you know that you're saved is there one is there one is there one the day that you hear my voice harden not your hearts as in the provocation is there one You may be seated. Reach down. Your basket is communion Sunday. Grab the flax. Do it quietly. Do it quietly. Thank you, man. Thank you. Listen. It was betrayal that led to Jesus breaking bread. Betrayal. Satan had entered Judas. He possessed him. And Judas went out quickly. And he said, take eat. This is my body broken for you. Betrayal made him break bread. On the third passing of the cup, he instituted communion. The cup became a covenant. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over. It was a Passover meal. Lord, have mercy. And then confusion made him beat him and take him to the cross. Jesus said, as often as you do this, you shall remember to me till I come. His death, his burial, and his resurrection are the facts of our faith. He died for my sins. He died for my burial. He died for my resurrection. He died for past, present, and future. And because of he died, I'm saved. 
from the guttermost to the uttermost. Salvation, sanctification, don't have service. I serve God because I want to please him. I want to be faithful to him. I want to do something in his name. I want to help others grow and glorify God. So Jesus said, as often as you do that you show members me to our come. So let's take the wafer. Take the wafer out. It's symbolic of his body. Let's all partake, believing he broke the bread. He gave his body so we could be saved. Amen. Then on the third passing of the cup, he instituted communion. The grape juice. Let's all partake. It represents and symbolic of the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. I need to get my pastor's aid back because these guys, they. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Amen. Let's stay on our feet. Lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget love for thee, lead me. Lead me to Calvary. You are dismissed. We love you. Have a great day. Praise Jesus. because I've been a member here for over 20 years and pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that pastor preaches about the word, his leadership and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. We're keeping coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.